We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCrady. That is uh, Tyler Siski. We'll be with you for, uh, I don't know, however long we're here, hour 15, hour 20, here on uh, this Monday afternoon. It is September the 19th. We hope you had a great weekend. We appreciate you being here with us. Uh, Our numbers indicate that people like the show. We certainly appreciate that. Do us a favor, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Uh, we've got all of our social media things listed here. Uh, we look like a NASCAR board. It's at uh, McCrady Siski on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're even on TikTok. How about that? And then, of course, Rain Body Fuel on Instagram as well. Go we got to get you to dance for TikTok. I need more than some <laughs> rain to do that. Need something going in that rain? I need, yeah, a little, a little something. We're brought to you each and every week, twice a week, by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Um, Tyler's got the uh, cherry limeade. Cherry limeade. I've got the rainbow sherbet. Fresh out of the freezer, nice and cold. That? How about that? A little icy. Is like it a little it? icy? No, it just okay. sounded good, though. It does sound good. <laughs> An icy rain. <sighs> so we're with you. Uh, Tyler, how are you? Man, you know what? If I was any better, I think I'd just change my name to Tyler McCrady. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's, uh, did you have a good weekend? I did. I, what did you do? I managed to, well, I went and... Uh, to a six-year-old travel baseball tournament on Saturday. I do want to say a big thank you out to my guy, uh, Brad Ewing at yeah. OUB. So yeah. our head coach gets uh, – we we had to, like, thread the needle, okay? So we had the last game of pool play, but we had to lose the game 
by less than five, so we would play right after that, mm-hmm. okay, with a chance to get home early. If not, you're going to be sticking around. You don't want that. You don't want that. So our uh, our coach, the head coach, gets thrown out of the game with with uh, one out in the last inning, and it's coach pitch, okay. And so he gets tossed. Now I do have to, you know, immediately what goes through your head is yeah, what's going on. He didn't do anything. I was like, really, you got thrown out for that? I would. I have should. I should have been tossed from every game I've ever coached if he gets tossed from that. Okay. He didn't do anything. He literally just said like was asking a question. The guy ran him for asking a question. Oh. Maybe so, he was in a hurry to get home, too. <laughs> maybe so. So my man Brad Ewing comes in there and starts throwing uh, sliders and cutters and everything to the six-year-old and strikes two out in oh, a row. Good. So maybe. we actually lose by two. We thread the needle. We get the next game. We get smoked. We go home. I'm home in time by the end of the 231 window. So oh, good. good for you. Yeah. That's awesome. So it really didn't affect my day. So you got to see uh, the 5 o'clock game, the 8 o'clock game. Yeah, I, I was. I literally got home. I think we got home like 4.40. So I was. Mm-hmm. I saw the whole night sec, uh, Home. I saw most of the morning slate, you know, yeah. the ones I wanted to watch. I actually saw more football than I thought I was going to see going into the day. I didn't really know what my day in Fayetteville was going to be like. But I actually saw a good bit more than I thought I would. I think my girls are starting to understand that Saturdays in the fall are a football thing. Yeah. You know, and then, and so we went to lunch, uh, me and Campbell and Caroline, at about 11, right as the time, the game that was on in front of us, there were two games, Georgia-South Carolina was on, yeah, which didn't last long, and Cincinnati-Miami was on, which was fine. We had lunch. Miami of Ohio. Of right? Ohio, yeah. Had lunch, and then we went to, uh, I had to go with Caroline to the Kyle house to get some stuff, exchange some stuff. Because I'm also, when I come up, I'm also the conduit of transport. I'm, I'm transporting yeah, clothing. That's how it works. And um, so got to, got back, went to the first tailgate. It started at the end of the Purdue-Syracuse game, which I'm still pissed off about. Just want you to know. No, we're going to get there. still pissed off about it. Saw the end of that game. I'm still angry. Saw the beginning of Ole Miss-Georgia Tech. And then... It went in transit from one tailgate to another tailgate. And by the time I got to the second tailgate, Ole Miss had a huge lead. Yeah. And I could tell the first, I don't know, four plays that Ole Miss was going to win in blowout fashion because the line of scrimmage was like, it was not good. Yeah. For Georgia Tech. They I also got, know why they don't they throw got the ball 20 yards downfield. They got issues. <laughs> they don't have time. Yeah. So I saw that um, and then went to another tailgate thing and then. Campbell drove me back out to my hotel in Springdale, and I got there middle of the third quarter, Ole Miss game, late okay. third quarter, wrote a column, which was interesting because I'd had a few beers. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I wrote a column, and then I did Chase's show. Hey. did Chase's show, and then the girls picked me up, and we went out in Rogers for dinner because we didn't want to fight Fayetteville with game day going no. on and stuff. You knew. So – we did that, and I got to see, quite naturally, they had the Arkansas game on, as you'd expect. They had that game, and I saw LSU-Mississippi State on the other TV, and then I got back to my hotel by, I don't know, they were starting the second quarter of A&M-Miami. Okay. So, because the girls were going out. Yeah. And I wasn't going out. I was done. I was, yeah. I outed. I'd gone out the night before, and I'd had enough. I needed to chill, because I had to get up in the morning and get back, but I saw... I watched A&M Miami till it was over, and then I hit the button because I needed to You're sleep. You're out? 
I was out. I stayed up and watched a little bit of USC. Um, <clears throat> I needed. A, I ended up somehow. I don't know how. Um, somehow through the weekend, I only ended up with the bets we had on the podcast and my personal bets. I only ended up down one unit, which I'm only playing twenty five dollar units. So right. I, I can. I'll chalk that up to entertainment. Um, golly, dude. Uh, I mean, it wasn't just. I was the same way, and we'll talk <clears> about. <throat> but let's go ahead and go over the the recap of the week. You ready to do this? I mean, why not? I will say that I won Neil's picks at rebelgrove.com. I had a great week. I mean, an exceptional week at rebelgrove.com. I went eight and two. That's hard to do. On the SEC games. And then the rest of my deal, my competition with you was a total disaster. My competition with Troy Brown, I went three and three on picking Mac games. That's okay. So I no blood. Clear I need to go I need to dive into SEC and Mac and stay the hell away from the Sun Belt. I'm done. I played with the Sun Belt. I got too close to the Sun. I got the belt. I'm done. Yeah. You didn't you didn't bet with your heart, you bet with your head. Well, and I didn't bet the one Sun Belt game that I think I felt best about, which was South Alabama plus sixteen and a half. I should have just jumped all over that because Kane and them damn near won the game. Should have won the game. I'm mad at myself. Did you but know I'm, about the DraftKings error, by the way? No. My man Jake Crane told me they I guess early in the week. They they guess they labeled it wrong uh-huh. and put UCLA plus like thirteen and a half early instead of the other way around, and they honored the bet. How about that? Yeah, you have to if you put it in wrong. Yeah. So, so Neil, you went. We'll go over your games. Okay. We went. Uh, my man Neil mm-hmm. started off with a rough Saturday. Yep. You went. According to this, you went two and four in college. Yeah. That's you correct. went one and four in the NFL for a three and eight week. That's correct. I went three and three in college, and then backed up that with a solid back to back weeks of two and three in the NFL. So, yep. You know, yep. Let's yep. go over the games real quick. Uh, Georgia State minus nineteen. They lose. Our boys at Georgia State lose at home. Yeah. To Charlotte, forty two, forty one. I saw that. I was not happy. Yeah. I know, man. They it was. I watched. Uh, I watched most of the game. Um, I had it on one of the TVs. It was a late game. Um, they'll be all right. Charlotte had not shown signs of life prior to that. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I mean, you got to think. Georgia State had two back to back weeks of South Carolina, North Carolina. You know, what I mean, and and uh, it's probably an emotional deal for them too. You know, yeah. But uh, they re- they'll regroup this week. Uh, all right, we both had Oklahoma minus ten and a half at Nebraska. Is that the easiest money ever made? It's way up there. It was the easiest money not named the Ole Miss under. Yeah, I had that one. I, I didn't do that one. Cause, and I don't – anyway, I should. I probably should have because I loved it. And as the game unfolded, I was like, son of a bitch, that was free money. Yeah, the, so Oklahoma, Nebraska, I don't know. I think – I hope I hope AD see this. Just because you change your head coach, grind. Just because you change your head coach in the middle of the week is not going to fix your season. So we'll talk about coaching changes in a minute, but yeah, because we're going to get to a couple of teams in a little bit that are yeah. I mean, Herm Edwards out at Arizona State now. His deal's a little more complicated little because there's an NCAA thing involved, and they're probably saying, "Hey, look, we 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 got rid of him. We're falling on some swords here." Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. All right, you had Purdue plus one and a half at the Q's. So Bob sent me a text message. At the weekend, it says, I bet you Neil has thrown his remote. I was trying to be a good boy. I was at 
Caroline's tailgate, and I was being introduced to a lot of Caroline's friends and her friends' parents, and I was trying to be, I was trying to be good. Purdue had it, had it. The stupid penalty. You you can't throw the flag right there. Now that being said, you can't do the conversation that he had. Right. Get off the damn field. So instead of kicking off from the thirty, they kicked off from the ten. So they had, they had two though, right? Two. What was the other one? I saw Brahms. What was the other one? I think it was on, on a player. Oh, gotcha. And then Brahm got one for something. So instead of it being, it's a twenty yard penalty. They kicked off from the ten. Well, you go 15 yards, or it's like half a distance, whatever it is. Yeah. But you kicked off from the 10. Kicked off from the 10, so they gave them good field position, and they ended up mattering because they scored, essentially, they scored on the last play. So it mattered. It cost Purdue the game, and Purdue was going to win. I, and I had Purdue plus a point and a half. And, yes, <clears throat> I, I, I had to swallow the words, swallow the words. I was like, Carolina, I need to get another beer. <laughs> like, right now. And she goes, "What happened?" I said, "I was betting on Purdue." Do, all right, so let's let's take the other avenue. Do we have to start talking about Syracuse seriously now? We said this last week. Yes and no. Yes, because they're they're winning, and kudos to them. No, because this is not going to last. But real, but I'm, I'm asking here. Mm-hmm. I watched the who game. would they play in the ACC that's better. Than Purdue, I don't know their schedule, but Clemson, they, they drubbed Louisville, Clemson, NC State, uh, maybe Miami. I wasn't blown away by Miami of Florida, by the way. We'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't blown away by them. I don't. They're not particularly good. They're fine. All right, here's Syracuse the rest okay. of the way. They play Wagner this weekend. Okay, well, that's a win. They get NC State at home. That'll be a hell of a game. I would bet on NC State, right. having, but having watched. But it's now means a little bit. You have a different tone about that game than you, we did in August. Sure. Okay, let's say, let's say they're 4-1. and one. They got to go to Clemson. A loss. So they're 4-2. and two. They got Notre Dame at home. I think they win that game. It's 5-2 and two. at Pitt. I think they lose that game. Okay, 5-3 and three. at home versus Florida State. Have a real shot. Toss up. Okay. On the road at Wake Forest, probably a loss, and then at Boston College, that's a winnable. Game. So they're getting they're getting bowl eligible. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, they're, they're fun to watch. They play yeah. really hard. They did not. It was a good game. It was it was the game I thought it would be. Purdue is really kicking itself today. They 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 have to be angry at themselves. That was a game they should have won. And you look at you sit up here and you're looking at Purdue and what they're one and two with a pretty damn good football team. They should have beat Penn State as well. They should have. Yeah, they've. They could easily be three and zero. Yeah, it's probably a, probably a tough week right now. They got to be the best one and two team in the country, which is not an award you want. No, you don't want that. You don't want. You'd rather be the hey, congratulations, worst. Congratulations, man. You'd rather be the worst three and zero team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So who we got? I, I lost on on All Purdue, right. and then we're gonna spend ten, ten seconds on this one because it it broke my heart. My Troy Trojans. Yeah, you took App State minus the points, and my Troy Trojans. My fighting John Summerall's. Yep, hell of an what an effort. If you look, guys, if y'all want to be, if y'all want to know why he's my guy, there is a audio clip of I guess John Summerall at halftime with a with the uh, at halftime I go with a Troy announcer. That's my <laughs> dude. You know, 
Um, they came in there to fight. He, I mean, he doesn't – he he can motivate. He can coach. He made the right decisions. Um, I love it when the announcers have no idea what they're talking about. They're like, wait a minute, what are they doing? They're going to take a safety. Well, no shit, Sherlock. And he did what he had to do. And the one that breaks your heart is he was playing it like he's supposed to play it. They were setting trips into the boundary. It was very obvious what they were going to do. And he was playing, you know, trap coverage on the corner, uh, trying to – because he's waiting. They know they're going to have an outbreaking route trying to get it up. And it goes right through my man's hand at corner. I mean, he just has a, a backyard Sunday toss and uh, catch for an interception, goes right through his hands. And then the next play, they they hit the home run, the walk off. Yeah, and those those plays like that are that will go down in, in Appalachian State lore forever. But if you're Troy, you just it's heartbreaking because you had a you had you had that win. Now here's the thing for John and that team is it's they're building culture, they're building the fact that they went into Boone into that environment, which was electric that day. I mean, oh, yeah. they were super excited at App State to have game day and all that. It was a big deal, and you know that the students were packed and it was a the stadium was electric and. To stand there toe to toe with them and put yourself in a position to where you should have won the game tells you something. Really about, dominated the game. Tells you something about where you're going. I think as a program. Yeah, I mean, I thought they really, if you can dominate, it was very similar to now. App State came back at the end and all that stuff, but really from a momentum and controlling the game, I thought they they controlled the whole game. And if you didn't know any better, you would say they were the better team watching that game. Yeah. Um, but look, and then going to that environment. But if you do yourselves a favor and listen to my man Summerall's halftime deal, if you can find it, I don't know if somebody shared it with me. I don't know where it's at, but um, I sent him a note today, man. I'm just I'm proud of him. I'm glad he's leading my alma mater. I'm glad he's the guy leading the ship. I love him to death, and uh, I look forward to what the future holds there with him. Yeah. All right, then Neil, you had the greatest call of all time. This was actually legit. We had this on a video on our TikTok. The Nevada Iowa. Under you literally almost called it to the to the number. I did, almost to the number. Yeah, I I need to look back up and see exactly what you said. But <laughs> you said Nevada's not going to be able to score, and we may get right at the number covering. And that's I think it was like twenty seven to nothing. Yes, the over under was thirty nine. Thirty nine. I was safe, 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 safe. It was never in danger. Mm-mm. Why did it get delayed forever? Uh, they had two weather delays. Really, they del- delayed them twice in Iowa. Apparently so. I was look. I was very, very good on defense. They are legitimately an elite defense. They are legitimately a trash offense. But they are such a good defense that this week the Iowa can't remember who they're playing. The Iowa whoever they're playing Rutgers because it's on yeah. your boys' short list. We'll the Iowa Rutgers over under is like thirty five. Thirty five and a half. And I'm thinking about going under again. Yeah. Because I'm not sure Rutgers can score much against Iowa, this and I don't like, think Iowa can score much against Rutgers. The o, you, you're it's not got be ten bad. to nine written all over it. Maybe. Well, someone's going to no, score. It, yeah, yes, yeah. Avery, we have a TikTok. Yeah, and and Neil is loving his dances that he's doing on there. Yeah, I'm dancing away, I'm dancing away. And the more I get the rain in me, the more <laughs> chance there is. Hey, so, hey, hey. hey. Uh, he will be dancing in Boise in about. I'll be dancing just to stay warm. <laughs> Damn right. All right, and then your money line pick. You had the Georgia Southern. They played well. I, I was gambling. Did you there. watch that game? I, I kept up with it. All right. I did not watch it. I will we'll talk because this is going to lead into my picks anyway. I had Georgia Southern plus 11 and a half. So Georgia Southern is down seven. 
and the UAB's got the ball like third and seven or something, and this is at the end of the game, and they're just trying to like UAB's trying to run at the clock. Georgia Southern's trying to get them to punt, and Cuz just breaks a long one, makes it a fourteen point game. Mm. I'm, I start cussing now. Yes. Yeah. Well, then Georgia Southern drives back down the field, and at the end of the game, they throw a pick at like the two, like they are driving. I said, just get, come on. I mean, I'm looking for that backdoor cover. No. Um, but it was a good game. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was kind of just how the possessions fell there. But uh, Georgia Southern, had if they, they fell behind early. Yeah. And then – They kept being two scores down. They'd get to one and go back to two. Yeah. Credit to UAB. It was a good win for them at home. and They ran the ball effectively, UAB did, yeah. in that one. All right, we talked about Oklahoma-Nebraska. That was a shocker. Um, not really. And then the – the 11 o'clock hour was pretty easy for your boy because I, um, I had Oklahoma minus 10.5 and, and Georgia minus 24.5. Yeah. Like, dude. No, no doubts on free that. Free money. Mm-hmm. Like, I was able to, like, not even pay attention to the games and kind of – I mean, I, well, I On Neil's picks, it. I laid with Georgia. I laid 50 with Alabama and they covered. I laid 46.5 with Tennessee and they covered. By the way, I don't know if you know this. A little trivia for you. Okay. Of the AP, AP top 10 – Saturday. It's the largest combined margin of victory in the history of the poll. Meaning that the teams won by If you take Alabama won by whatever, Georgia won by whatever, all the way down to Kentucky won by whatever, and put it together, put that margin ever. together, it's the largest ever. That's interesting. How about that? Yeah. I'm in for that. I didn't know that. So there's parity, but there's not parity. Which is interesting. Yeah, well, a lot of us product of the games too, though. You know sure. what I mean? I mean I mean, I bet if Alabama and Georgia would have played each other, it wouldn't have been that. Would have been different. Would have been different. Uh, we didn't have a lot of top ten versus. You know, what I'm saying like I guess the best game of the week, technically and rankings wise, the best game of the week was Texas A and M and Miami. Miami, right? Yeah. And it was a close game. It's a bit of a snoozer. All right, I guess we'll get into a little bit of this right now, unless you want to get into all of it here and whenever you want to get into it. Penn State and Auburn. I had the under at forty eight and a half. I would have bet the same damn thing again. Um, I Exactly what I figured – I mean, I literally said it on the podcast thir- uh, Thursday. If Auburn wanted a chance to win that game, they had to have a clean game. Well, they didn't. They had four turnovers. Yeah, they weren't clean at all. And then defensively, they, they played okay to start, really, the first half. They got tired. They got tired. Some, and they just started getting – I mean, just they started getting bullied because they were – I don't know if they were tired or what the deal was, but – I was. I told somebody, said, oh, man, you're going to hit this one too. And I was like, no, this game's going over. I saw early in that first drive of the second half, it was a different energy, man. I don't know what happened. But that first drive of the second half, Penn State came out and basically just shoved it right up their ass. And it was a different It was a different energy. Um, so I, I lost that one. I mean, it is what it is. I'd bet it again. Um, I guess we can talk about the other stuff later on here in a minute. But um, And then the uh, – I had the second easiest bet in the history of mankind. The or really the first one was the Ole Miss Georgia Tech under. Yeah, it's free money. So I had somebody somebody that I told to take the under. They asked me what my favorite bet of the week was. Mm-hmm. I put I told them it was that one, and the Oklahoma was my second one. They had the nerve to text me after five minutes and go, "Oh my God, this thing's gonna hit over." No, it's not. And I was like, "Dude, you know who you are, and you're probably listening." I was like, dude, it's five minutes into a football game. Everybody well, needs to relax. And you could tell that Georgia Tech wasn't going to score. And Lane talked about this today. They could have scored more points, but Lane knew Jeff has hot seat stuff. He didn't need – look, coaches don't like to embarrass other coaches. No. And, and 
Lane probably could have put 60 on the board, but that would have been a real jerk thing to yeah. do, and I'll, he didn't do it. So you knew when, when, you knew when you could tell that Georgia Tech wasn't going to score, and they weren't. You knew that quickly. Right. Like they're, not, they're not scoring. They might get seven, but that's it. You knew this is going under because Lane's not going to let Ole Miss get into the mid-50s. He's not going to do that to Jeff Collins. He doesn't want to do that to Jeff Collins. People forget about Lane is that he grew up in a coaching family. It's more than just him. His yeah. brother's a coach. His dad's a legendary NFL coach who coached at the college level. You don't like to humiliate other coaches. I, you know, one reason that it was the first half for sure, um, one reason is I kind of had a feel. I don't know why I had the feeling. I just know what's coming up here in a couple of weeks. At any point in time in the first four games, and it, it will probably happen again this weekend, at any point in time in the first four games, if you just want to get a first down, all you got to do is turn around and hand it to somebody. They got two and sometimes three dudes in their backfield that are machines. And I want to get – and you got to give credit what credit's due too, right, is not only they're talented, but the tempo and the scheme of yeah. it and things like that. Like yeah. Georgia Tech got tired quick. They yeah. look tired, really, yeah. toward second half especially, but towards the end of the second quarter, they look tired already. Already, uh, Tempo got to them, and you got good dudes to hand it to. And it's like it, it never quits. You know, it's like you get, you know, it's – you get Evans in there and you start trying to, you know, get ready on the move, and then Quinshawn comes in there and puts it right on your nose and makes you like it. So, I think they got – and, you know, you haven't seen the other kid, and he's pretty good too. Um he just comes in and scores touchdowns. He's he's got to have the best touchdown touch ratio of all time. Yeah, he's he's put it in the end zone some. Uh, but at the end of the day, I had a grammatical not a grammatical mistake. It was a content <clears throat> mistake. I was writing about Ole Miss's running game, and I'm I meant to write Bentley had nine carries for twenty eight yards and two scores. And again, keep in mind I'd been drinking in the heat and I'm typing on the phone. <laughs> I wrote that he had nine carries for 28 touchdowns and two scores. And, of course, okay. people won't let you live it down. Oh, they, like, they let you know that quickly. Too. Oh, yes, yes. They, I'm, I get copy edited by some of the folks at rebelgrove.com. I love it. But, no, at the end of the day, um, and then here's kind of the story for me. And, again, I know what I'm looking at. You're talking about Auburn again? No, we're talking about Ole Miss. Okay, okay. I know what I'm looking at. I think I'm going to get a little bit of piece of the puzzle answered. There's a lot of questions I still have. But I think I'm going to get some things answered hopefully this weekend because Tulsa's going to sling it around a little bit. Yeah, That's the only thing I haven't seen yet. But defensively, we're, we're, we're talking about quarterbacks, you're talking about running backs, mm-hmm. you're talking about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The story of the year may end up being the defense. Absolutely. There's no question about it. To me, there's no doubt about it. That's, it's why when people say, what do you think, and they ask me all these questions – about offense, can they pass protect? What do you think about the quarterbacks? Can 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 they protect? The well, ball? that's what it reminded me of. I saw somebody ask about pass protection oh, here. So I, I didn't even see that. My thing is, hey man, are you, are you watching the defense because they passed the eye test? Yeah, like, the they only really thing, do. The only thing you haven't seen is what happens when someone slings it. I mean, and slings it. You know, I get. And there's two things for the team I haven't seen yet. Tulsa's going to sling it, but Tulsa. They're not going to stress you. They're going right. to sling it, and they're going to make you cover it. Are they going? Are you going to be worried about them beating you by sixty? No, 
but they're at least schematically going to give. Yeah. There's going to be something in there schematically that's going to challenge you. And they're going to throw it so many times that something's going to – and they got good receivers, three good receivers. Yeah. Something's going to pop, and they're going to get a big play somewhere because that's what they do, and they've scored points. But I'm not going to be like, oh, God, see, they gave up a touchdown. Oh, look, they're in trouble. No, because you're going to give up stuff. I am curious to see whether they can put enough uh, – kind of can they pressure the quarterback into getting him out of his rhythm – and can they cover receivers where they don't let receivers over the top, all that stuff? And I think the answer is going to be yes. Yeah. the That's just – that's one question I have, which I think will get answered this week. And then I don't know if this question is going to get answered until October 1st is offensively I would like to see – because it's going to happen. They've set the script for it. Sure. I think I know what you're about to say. You're going to see a lot of eight-man front come right. October 1st. Yeah. And – They're going to say, hey, we're going to take away the run. Or we're going to try to. Now you're try either, to. You're either going – two things are going to happen. Either you're going to come out of that game and going, you know what, they tried to stop the run and they couldn't. They couldn't. At or – At which point you're Billy Badass and, and – at, at that point you're feeling good about your rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, yeah, sure. Or two is they take away the run and then you're playing a team. And, and I saw this uh, – I saw this stat. Maybe I'm dead-ass wrong here but because I thought Alabama did. But I saw a stat – or a tweet or something the other day, Cole Kubik, I think, said something, that there's only two FBS teams that haven't given up a passing touchdown, Alabama and Kentucky. Is that right? Now, I, I didn't fact check that. I don't know. I thought there was a guy at Texas. I thought Texas scored a touchdown on, on a pass, but anyway, whatever. But they have one of the best pass defenses in the country statistically right now. So you're going to feel good about that part, right? Yeah. Um. I'll be interested. I mean, so if they, you know, you're going to find out that answer to that question. And, but look, because Kentucky's defensive line's pretty good. They're going to try to take away the run and they're going to try to put the game, make Ole Miss put the game in Dart's hands. Or I assume it's Dart. I'd be shocked if it's not Dart. Come on. Well, we're, st- we're still, are we still having this conversation? We still, on your did, other we, one? we did it again today, which is, no, you didn't. He did it again today. Did, which y'all, is need five, did y'all need five minutes to kill? No. Did you need some He actually kind of got the question, and he goes, I know this isn't the answer everybody wants, but for right now this is kind of what we're doing. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see that. Um, and I do, I do I would do think this. I think that and, and people need to know this too. When you can run the football and you can play defense, that travels. That's what I wrote. If that's your identity is, hey, we're a good defensive team that can, can run the football, that's a pretty good one to have. That's a better one than – Play in offense and uh, to me, second defense. To me, that's why I thought it was interesting that he got so upset at Dart at the end of the first half when when Jackson threw the pick. Because I think that was Lane, and, and he confirmed that today. That was Lane going, hey, look, when you're moving the ball on the ground and your defense is stopping them, all you don't you don't take chances. You yeah, don't make was, mistakes. That was a that was a bad decision. It was a nineteen year old decision. Yeah, that that's what was, it was. It was a young quarterback. That was filling yourself a little bit too much. And you get to learn lessons. The great thing about that was you get to learn that lesson, get your ass chewed. Two things happened. One, you were winning the game. And two, he came back and responded well. I thought that was a big thing for, for Ole Miss was that Dart made a a really, really dumb mistake. Yeah. Um, got, got, got lit up by the coach and then came out and responded. thought that was a good sign for them. Yeah. And then the uh, I'd be interested to get uh, get Pete. I'm sure will break this down on your on your show on whatever day you do that. It's Wednesday. called Pete's Pigskin Preview. It's brought to you each and every week by the people at Walk-Ons. Walk-Ons puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth watering, made from scratch Louisiana cuisine. 
like Po' Boy's Gumbo Voodoo Shrimp, plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers, Fresh Salads, 70-plus TVs, more than 40 ice-cold beers on tap. Visit them in Oxford or Ridgeland. So, uh, by the way, I went <clears throat> Friday, had a meal. Had a boy. Cold beer, some beignets, had a burger. That Thousand Island burger. Oh, Good for you. The, I don't know what it's called, but it was bacon and Thousand Island, fries, beignets, cheese sticks, beer. We went all out. <laughs> yeah. Me and my son. <laughs> I probably look like an alcoholic sitting there with my son <laughs> drinking. Um, the uh, No, but I'd be interested. So... Obviously, I only saw it on TV copy on my phone as I was watching, but most of his downfield uh, completions looked like it was on the same exact play. So, Jackson's? Yeah. Yeah. They hit it. They play action crawl. They had a cross. They kept hitting over and over. Hit it early in the game. Hit it three or four times maybe. Hit the same play, um, which there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you got If you got a hole in the scheme, like – it's a good topic to talk about with Georgia Tech. Here's what drives me nuts, man, is when you're struggling on offense and you can't run the ball, the answer is not to bring all 11 dudes into a closed space. The answer is to spread it out. When you're struggling with protections, spread it out so everybody can see what's coming. I mean, Georgia Tech is like, ah, we're struggling. Let's bring all 11 dudes into a two-by-two box and let's see if we can run the football. I I never understand that. Um, But – they found a, a hole and, and, and popped it. But I never – me and my man Dave Shubate were going on that whole tangent today. But uh, in my last game, my money line, the Michigan State Spartans went out to Washington and got throttled. Got lit up. Michael Penix. Did you have Michigan State? I did. Okay. I went three and three. Because I was doing so bad that I was like, I can't remember who Tyler picked, but I'm sure he's winning them all. No, I, I like, went three I and like, three. I was like booking my flight to Boise. I went three and three. Um, but look, I was losing my mind. Michael Penix Jr. played for my guy Tom Allen up there in Indiana. I mean, he hasn't thrown it in the ocean from the beach in like two years. And then he gets and plays my Michigan State Spartans and looked like he was fantastic. Looked like Steve Young spinning it. I mean, just he was fantastic. Darts. He was. He looked great. And credit to Michigan State, they didn't give up, but they just couldn't stop them, man. And Michigan and and uh, and Washington went up down the field. Washington's probably a little better than I thought they were, so my apologies there. Uh, but yeah, they get after it. All right, ready rolling the NFL before we get to these other hot topics, <clears throat> or you want to finish up these hot topics? Uh, no, we can get to the NFL because we can always come back. Um, feel like I need a little therapy after that. So, yeah. a word from our sponsor, Better Help. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easy to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts. It was a life-changer for me. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, better help is a great option. It's convenient. It's accessible, affordable. It's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. All right, here we go, NFL, and then we'll get back to some hot topics off the, off the call sheet here, off the betting sheet. 
You had the Ravens. We'll start off hot. Let's just start right here. Yeah. You had the Ravens minus three and a half. I did. And I had the Bengals. I mean the Dolphins plus three and a half. You did. How did you feel about that game? <laughs> so let me take you through my day. <laughs> I mean, let me take you through my. I day. I got some four letter texts from you yesterday. Let me take. Let me, let me take you through my day. <laughs> I set an alarm for six twenty in the morning. Told the girls they didn't need to get up and meet me or any of that stuff. Go sleep in. I'll see you soon. Got up at 6.20. I was out the door by 6.50, cruising. I got back here about 12.30. I'd listened to the first part of the Ravens game. Everything was going good. It was. I got in here. I got set up because I immediately came in, told my wife hello, told my son hello. and like, I got to work. I got work to do. Because I got 10 thoughts to work on. I had three Zoom interviews to turn into shows. I was busy. I got, got set up, turned the game on there, turned the, turned the game on there, and turned my uh, red zone on there and started working. And every time I looked up, Ravens are killing it. I'm like, there they go. I'm getting, I'm getting a W. I didn't even sweat that one. I was kind of sweating some of the other games. They're up like 20 points. It was 21 and... Was it 21-7, 21-28-7? And I'm thinking, oh, we're good. And at 2 o'clock, I tape the Mason Brooks show, okay? <laughs> I process it. I Google Drive it to Caroline and immediately log back into Zoom and tape the Troy Brown show. Having no idea what's going on. I mean, I'm looking, but yeah. No, I'm, you're not plugged in. I'm not plugged in. Yeah. So I, you know, I mean, I, I feel like I need to focus oh, on Oh, yeah, Jalen Waddle, so you got to catch. And so I tape with... Uh, with Mason, with uh, Troy, process it, Google Drive it to Caroline. And she's texting me back because she's like, hey, what do you want to do with this? And so I'm, I, got, I got a lot going on. But it's all good. I'm in a great mood because every time I look up, they're ahead. And, and Cleveland's ahead. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm, I'm thinking like I'm, I'm getting at least two of the early games. Yeah. And then at three, I tape with Davison Igbenosu. And I finished with Davison. It was a little shorter because he had to go to film yeah. and stuff. I process it, and as it's sending, I look up, and Miami's ahead. And I look up, and the damn Jets are doing an <laughs> onside kick. <laughs> and I said, I don't know who tries to make a living betting on this shit, but you're insane. Yeah, I'm just got. T- I got t- news for people and DraftKings. If you're listening, we'd love for you to sponsor. But if you're betting on NFL games, you're out of your damn mind. You're out of your damn – there is no free money anywhere ever. Dude, it's the it's the craziest – I tell people all the time. It's literally a coin flip. And, and like, here's the thing. is like when you hit it, like, this is what gets you, though, okay? Yeah. All right, so I was two and three yesterday. Matter of fact, I was – that's wrong. Yesterday, you know, I know we put on a podcast. I ended up – plus one unit on Saturday with other bets that I placed. Um, some of them were quick you clients versus quick you clients. So I didn't talk about those, but I, right. So I did. Okay. Saturday's up plus one unit, but I lost, um, I was, I guess down two units yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so I go and I'm like, okay, I'm taking the Packers. I bought it down a half a point. I'm taking the Packers at nine and a half. And then you watch the game and then you're like, Oh, this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. Bears are going to struggle. Aaron Rodgers is going to come out. They're going to beat them by 17, 18 points. You know, 17 points. 20. That's what happens. And you're like, knew it. 
and then it gets you sucked right in. Like now, I think I'm an NFL expert heading to Monday night. Well, I know I'm not an NFL expert, but it's like you, the NFL. It does. It's the. This is why it's such a great sport. Yeah, they do such a good job. It doesn't matter what the line is. It doesn't matter that game. Every game. Yeah. Usually comes down to the last seven to eight minutes of well, a game. It's the constant reminder that to put on one of those uniforms, you have to be really good. And so there's not a lot of, <laughs> yeah. there's just not a lot of bad. It's <laughs> just true. There's yeah. not a lot of bad play. And it's highly, it's thoroughly entertaining. I mean, you sit there and like, all right, so let's take what game? All right, so the Ravens game, Ravens-Dolphins game. I think we've talked about it enough. But they beat the, but they're, they've, they were beating the piss out of them. Uh, I'm aware. To where colleges are shut it down, and you look up, Tua throws six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. People are talking about him as an MVP candidate today. And let me tell you what, my, my man McDaniel, now he should be at a like a Comic-Con. Harry you all Pop- are watching a murder, right? Yeah. He's just like stabbing me. <laughs> my man McDaniel should be at like a Comic-Con or Harry Potter, you know, uh, convention, yeah. but you know what he's doing? He's coaching the shit out of the Miami Dolphins. He is doing that. And he is a ball coach. I don't care. Hey, you just keep calling plays, okay? I'll keep making fun of him by looking like he needs to play the trumpet, be at Comic-Con, Harry Potter. He just keeps calling plays and shoving up everybody's ass and making them like it. He's got some weapons. They will score points. They can play defense. Watch out for my Dolphins now. That was a big win for it's them. a big win for them. Yeah. They're 2-0. and Right, just I feel like we've spent enough. All right. I feel like we've, we've I've, spent I've enough time there. on that show because now we get to go to Cleveland. Well, and let's the go Jets. Cleveland and Jets. <laughs> hey, did you did you see the end of that game? Or did you yes, know? I saw okay. the end of the damn game. <laughs> That's why I was texting you about. Uh, I know. I just had to. Gizzik, gizzik. Yeah, I saw it. I had a zing zing. I had to get you a little bit. I mean, I, I was not even. I was like six thoughts into ten thoughts. I was. I was, I, I was thinking, hey, we're going to get done. Halftime of the Cincinnati game, you're going to be able to go outside, light the grill, pour a cold one. It took me half an hour to recover from the emotional damage that was done by the Cleveland freaking Browns. How about the Browns and the Jets and the Bengals, I mean, and the uh, and the Ravens-Dolphins all happened within like 10 minutes. That's what I just told you. <laughs> it was devastating. Oh, I did. Look. I'm I'm glad that it because my me. wife's like if you get stuck in Boise, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it helped me on that. But I actually felt bad for you. I was like, oh, he's pissed. All right, so the game that you did, this is what keeps you coming back right here, is you had the Jaguars plus three and a half, and they won and you're by, like, that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, and that's what I knew it by gosh. Well, actually, you know, because the Colts <laughs> always play terrible down there. Yeah, and Jacksonville's. They're not bad. Dude. They're not a playoff team. No, but they're, but not, they're not bad. They're not the first pick in the draft bad. No. But that's what keeps you coming back right there. Because yeah. you knew how that game was going to go. I did. And you picked it. And you're like, see, told but you. But I was so close to 3-0 and in the early. You were. I mean, so that's what's maddening about it. I mean, I was right there from 3-0. Really, and then, really 4-0 because we'll get this early game right here is the Patriots and Steelers. You were close on that one, too. Yeah, I was real close. That was back and forth, back and forth. It was back, back and, and forth, forth, but you had a legit chance at the end of the game right there to, to win that one. I did. They had, a, they had the ball with a chance to well, win. Well, I had no bad picks. You had no bad picks. Because even the, Ra- the Raiders game, I don't, oh, even, I, I don't even want to talk. You got, like, backdoored the whole, whole day. I'm, I'm so angry one, at the backdoor, Las Vegas backdoor, Raiders. Backdoor. I guess you, can, you can't really call a Steelers a backdoor. No, it's not. But you got backdoored on three or four losses. I'm aware. That's bad. 
real bad. The Raiders, if they just tackle Kyler Murray, the game's over. He had him in his grasp. Just don't go for a knockout. Just bring him down. Put him down. Say, great game, Kyler. Good job. Then help him back up. Pat him on his head. And go celebrate. Yeah. But instead, he tried to like knock him out because he wanted a kill shot or something. There's no reason for that. Yeah. Don't. I'm. Are you talking about which the play at the end before they scored? All right, because that's you talking about the one they ended up getting holding on the defense. Cause yes. They, yes, I agree. I thought that's what you were talking about. Let's make sure. All right, I've abused you enough on the NFL. Uh, I'll switch over to my NFL. It started off. My pain started very similar. My pain started on Thursday night with I had the Chiefs minus four. Okay, so we look. It felt like I got backdoored the whole damn day. Okay, so everybody just leave me alone. It'd be phrasing and stuff. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I like these are my people in here. It was like a, <laughs> it was like a colonoscopy. Did you drop the soap, Neil? <laughs> felt like it. <laughs> All right, sorry, mom. I know that's not even a cuss word. Uh, by the way, I got some. I got my mom. I told her she cannot say anything about my cussing anymore for the rest of the rest of my time. I busted her up this weekend. Okay, good. She's got a new nickname. Her, my mom's new nickname is Shooter. So Yes, I wanted Kyler to be treated like juice. That's right, Connor. Just tackle him, pet, pet him on yeah. his head, and send him on his way. You had you had the game won. Yeah. Instead, was... you let him run around, run around, run around, and then he scores. They had like four penalties. Yeah, and they had like eight shots at the end zone from the five-yard line. And the defensive holding penalty, it's like, dude, what are you doing? That wasn't defensive holding either, though. I mean, no, they got a little, they're getting a little well, – they're emphasizing, they're emphasizing this contact stuff right. downfield. Right, And, look, I'm about it, and they're trying to make the offense they, – they want points scored and all that stuff. But, dude, that was terrible. And I'm not offensive guy. I hate that. All right, so my first backdoored of the, of the year was uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers on Thursday night. I've never been so pissed. I actually – for me only betting $25 on a game, I was really highly pissed. So it's fourth and one. My man, Justin Herbert, can't even feel his ribs. Um, have they di- have they come out and set a diagnosis with him yet? Uh, torn rib cartilage. Torn rib cartilage. I mean, he was in pain, dude. He was getting st- – he got stroked on one. He was in pain. He couldn't even throw the ball away. Like the play before, he comes in and he's like, ugh. And then what does it do on fourth and one? Let's don't check it down on fourth and one and get the first down. What a Let's throw. throw the best throw in the NFL season. Let's throw a 40-yard dime in two-man in trail technique. Let's throw a 40-yard dime. That I'm telling you, the Threw window – A little – The window, I, I shit you not, the window was less than like seven inches to make that throw. 40 yards downfield. Do you see the deep – the cornerback look back like, oh, my God, yeah, you I threw mean, that? So that was fourth and one. Let's don't check it down and get the first down. Nope, let's throw a 40-yard dime. So that was because we're covering at this point, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. All right, so then where I get really pissed off <laughs> is it's fourth and goal and you're down 10 points. Everything in the book says kick the field Everything goal. Everything in the history of football says, hey, let's kick the field goal because I got an onside kick it either way. He had Chargers plus four. <laughs> he did. I swear, they need to do an investigation my guy had money on the freaking on his yeah, own team. He had Chargers plus four. I mean, I don't mind you betting on your own team, but damn. And like he got his points. He got his points. He goes for it on fourth down, and oh, so that that screwed me. I had Chiefs minus four. I felt yep. really good about that one. Yep. Uh, the Washington Commanders. If there's never been an example, they played the the Detroit Lions yesterday. Same thing we're talking about. They were down twenty something, twenty two to nothing. Yeah. They come storming back, damn near. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, and let's talk about this, too. I'm so irritated at these analytics stuff when you're down 14 going for two. All right, look, for us guys that have you plus one and a half, that's not what we need to do. Because if you don't get it when you're down 14, then that means you have to go for two again. If you don't get it, then we don't get covered. So let's just take this bad boy. When when you're the underdog, they should have a, a rule that says you can't do that. Yeah, It, it really messes with my spreads. <laughs> I don't like that. But uh, Washington, Washington's not bad now. No. Um, Carson, have Carson Wentz is actually playing pretty well. He's playing. He's got some weapons. He does. All right, so they got Curtis Samuel. Playing it's almost well. like it helps to have guys who can catch the ball. It does. You got yeah. McLaurin. You got Curtis Samuel, and you got my guy from Penn State, Dotson. All right, and you got my guy J.D. McKissick that I coached Arkansas State in the backfield with uh, Josh Gibbs. They got some dudes good on defense. That surprised me. Um, I do want to make a public apology though while we're here. Okay. I really – I was dead wrong back when – and this is before we're doing our – but when I did my draft podcast deal, I, I was not high on Aiden Hutchinson going in a draft. Yeah, you and were, I, you I'm were dead, wrong. I'm dead wrong on that one. He's he's fantastic. He's playing ten times better than I ever thought he would when, – and when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'll tell you. But he's playing extremely well. He's got um, a great motor. And I just didn't – yeah, I knew he was a try-hard guy, motor mm-hmm. guy, but you saw what he did when he played against good competition last year. Um, at Michigan, and I was really down. But they could do things to him at the college level that, as weird as this sounds, you can't do at the pro level. If you double and triple a guy at the the pro level, the other guy's going to eat you alive. (laughs) Your quarterback's going to be hurt. Yeah, and so he's getting more one-on-ones, and he's so athletic. Yeah, but I'll call a spade a spade. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But he's doing really good. He played well yesterday. We talked about the Dolphins. Uh, Saints and Buccaneers, I had the under at 44, was almost as easy money. And this is what I'm talking about. This is what brings me back. It's because, you know, and I, we talked about it, and they can't score points, and then at halftime the score is three to nothing. So I was like, oh, that's easy money. That's what brings you back. Uh, look, the Saints are in trouble, man. Yeah, they are. And I've said, I don't know, I mean. They are. They, they got, they've got major issues. In a, in a who's div- the backup quarterback? Uh is book? I don't even know. No, they got, I guess they got 10, rid of book. Saints fans. They know. got rid of book. They're, they're they're not good enough, and they're frankly they're the third best team in their division. 
Panthers. <sighs> I think the Panthers are better than the Saints. But they're right 0 2. So? They played the Giants and the, and the Browns. Browns. Yeah. They're good on defense. I like their defense, but they're atrocious on offense. And this is a, you've got to score points in this league. Um, but anyway, and then I'm going to end it with this. Our Bengals uh, were seven and a half point favorites at the quarterbackless, wide receiverless, running backless Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And they look like a JV team on offense. And same thing we just talked about with Georgia Tech. When you are having trouble protecting the quarterback, stop bringing everybody in. They get all these, you know, everybody wants to get cute with their formations and bring, you know, we're going to get a tight cluster to the right, trips cluster to the right, we're going to give it doubles to the left, we're going to go empty. These tackles can't tell, and the hell the quarterback can't tell. I don't care who you are. When you start bringing everybody in there, it's very difficult to, to, to dictate and understand where protection is coming from and where you need to send the protection. <clears throat> when you spread them out, okay, and I see, okay, I got two high safeties, and I see that, that safety start cheating down a little bit. Okay, I know he's coming. We're fanning to the right. It identifies itself so clean, so easy, and it's easy to throw hots and all that stuff, which they still do in the NFL. Um, they can't protect the guy, man. I mean, they can't. We spent all this money. I say we. I'm being a fan here, so I apologize. I am a fan of the Bengals. Spent all this money in the offseason on offensive linemen, and, hell, they're worse. Yeah. Only, I mean, he's getting throttled, man. Yeah, only one offensive lineman played well yesterday. Like, when I have to see Joe Burrow scrambling for first downs, not going to be a good day. Lyle Collins was horrible yesterday. Got it. And, look, Parsons is the real deal. He's a stud. But he looked like – and I know he's going to be good. This dude looked like Lawrence Taylor yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen people come off the edge like – I mean, like, dude – but when you go out there and you go play, I mean, let's look at their division. Baltimore, okay. Who else is in the division? Steelers, like, uh, Pittsburgh. You saw what T.J. Watt did the week before. Yeah. So he's that guy's going against T.J. Watt and Parsons back-to-back with similar results. And so, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to start using it against them when they play premier defensive ends, just freaking take the other team. Because they're going to be – they got that super, the fan Super Bowl push on Vegas and, jeez, Christmas. But – Connor said, hey, look, their their next few games, they could get buried. They've got um, just the next handful of games for them. They they go uh, to the Jets on Sunday. Okay. Uh, they come home for a Thursday night game against the Dolphins. Then they go to the Ravens. That could be a great uniform game. It could be. They go to the Ravens, to the Saints. Uh, they get the Falcons at home. At Cleveland, Carolina at home, at Pittsburgh, at Nashville. Still got to play Kansas City. Cleveland still got to play Buffalo. This deal, listen, it's, it's rough. Yeah, and here's the thing: is I, I see my man. Uh, they got to look. They have to beat the Jets. They've got to beat the Bengals at home, and that's going to be a challenge. Not the Bengals. The I mean, Jets the, the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Got to beat the Dolphins at home. That'll get you to two and two, and then you get a showdown with the Ravens. And if they could somehow beat Baltimore. They got a chance because they get New Orleans and Atlanta on back-to-back weeks, so you can get going. But if they got to get going, but if you can't protect the quarterback, it's about to get late early. Yeah, and then my man uh, GJG twenty three, also known as AirPods, that's in here. That's the guy that did jacked up our whole yeah. system with AirPods. He says, "What's wrong with the O line coach for the Bengals? This ain't about the O line coach. There's nothing wrong with the schematics of the protection. It's he's getting his ass beat by that guy. Yep, that's it. It's not a scheme thing. Mm-mm. 
it's not a coach thing. That's a that's a that's a player thing. Um, but that's not has nothing to do with a coach. Um, it's not like he's teaching them. Hey, look, I want you to get our our you know franchise quarterback killed back here. That's not the scheme. Um, so it is what it is. All right. So finishing up um, week three recap. Neil, you were three and eight. Yep. I was five and six. <clears throat> so here's the the standings going in after twenty five percent of the season. The standings. On the road to Boise standings. Mm-hmm. The road to Boise. Mm-hmm. Neil, you're 12, 15, and 1. You're minus 2.3 units. That's correct. I am 15 and 13 plus 2.73 units. So by the math that they used to teach us before all this Common Core stuff came in, I'm up 5.03 units. Okay. Look, and I did that without Common Core. Look at that. Look at you. I didn't have to write out 78 steps. Uh, so that puts me up 5.03 units going into week four. So you may want to keep that in mind when you do your money line pick this week. Yeah, no, I got to I gotta make some noise here soon, <clears throat> so, for sure. All right, you want to get into this other fun stuff? Yeah, uh, before we do, yep. I want to tell you that we are also brought to you by Cleanside Wipes. They're the 2021 Safer Choice Partner of the Year. It uh, kills COVID in 30 seconds. It's the only thing on the market that does that. It's a broad-spectrum hospital-based, hospital-grade, I should say, antimicrobial efficacy, citric acid base. No harsh chemicals. It's a simple one step. No rinse, cleaning, and disinfecting. Uh, removes film left over by harsh chemicals such as ammonia, bleach, and alcohol. Clean side has the lowest toxicity rating allowable by the EPA. That means it poses the lowest risk to the health of employees, patients, students, customers, or the environment. Citric acid-based clean-side germicidal wipes provide powerful efficacy against pathogens without the potentially harmful effects of other chemical disinfectants, all in an easy-to-use wipe. It's great for schools, for daycares, nurseries, hospitals, long-term care facilities, office buildings, households, and more. To get it in quantity size, contact my friend Todd Abbott, at wipesandgloves at gmail.com. That's wipes, W-I-P-E-S, and the word and, A-N-D, gloves, at gmail.com. Dude, you're getting better at that every week. Thanks, man. I'm impressed. I appreciate that. Yeah, I had no, no shot. I'll take some with me to Boise. We're also <laughs> brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. You notice how I'm like done, so I'm... Gonna, you got another one in your bag you could grab. It's got what no. you need to push the limit to achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. And hey, listen, if you, uh, if you feel so inclined when you're hitting the like button and the subscribe button, go on Twitter or uh, Instagram, send them a message that you appreciate them sponsoring McCrady and Siski that make us happy make them happy everybody wins everybody wins all right all right so here's a question I got for you Herm Edwards out there's talk my friend JG Tate okay JG covers Auburn for Rivals.com Jay's been a buddy of mine forever we got on the Auburn beat at the same time JG and I didn't hear it because I, I wasn't watching but I've been told about it so I'm going to Lightly paraphrase Jay. I'm told that Jay said that if uh, Auburn's game Saturday, they entertain Missouri in an 11 a.m. game yep. at Jordan-Hare. I think his exact, not his exact, his loose phrasing was that if this game gets spicy, meaning close, 
if it's if it's competitive, if in the fourth quarter the verdict is still not out, okay? Brian Harson might not get through the weekend. So here's my question for you. If you're Auburn, let's let's say this game gets spicy. Use Jay's word. What does that mean? It means close. Okay. It means look, Auburn's supposed to beat Missouri. Yeah, they're, they're six set, and six and a half, six, seven point favorite. Yeah. You're supposed to beat Missouri at Auburn. Okay? You mm-hmm. are. This is not a good Missouri team. You're supposed to beat Missouri. Okay. So let's say instead of winning by 13, with five minutes to go, it's a tie game. That's spicy. Okay. okay? That's spicy. It's, oh, we're watching this because this could not go, whatever. Right. Let's just say for kicks and giggles that Missouri kicks a field goal and wins the game. Okay. Okay. I think we all know what's coming at the end of this year. Okay. Is there any positive because I think the answer is no to this. Is there any positive to firing a coach on September the 26th? No. I get here's where I get frustrated and I'm it's hard for me because one because I have friends there. All right. I'm not even talking about – they are a quick you client, but I'm not even talking about that. But I got friends there. Sure. I played there where I sat the bench and watched everybody else play. And guys that I play with, you know, Jimmy Brumball is a friend of mine who's coaching there. I mean, I got I got friends there. Um, <clears throat> We talked about this, I guess, a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was now. Here's where I'm at, and I try to keep a clear mind on this, is here's the truth. The guy was what – was he 6-0? and oh? Before he started losing last year, six and one, Grind probably tell me he had a good start of the year. I can't remember. It was a good start to the year. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, finished, finished, uh, struggled. You know, Bo gets hurt. Go to the TJ Finley, yada yada yada. And then we're three games into this season, so we're fifteen games into this guy's tenure. And in in the guy, he's two and one this year. Got beat good at home the other day. Um, did. Why did he get beat good, uh, good at home? Because they turned the ball over four times. And you're not good. They aren't good enough to survive that. I don't give a crap who they play. I don't care if they played San Jose State. Or oh, they don't have quarterback. They don't have a quarterback enough to where if you turn the ball over four times, you're going to win the game. That doesn't happen. like Does that. Does it reflect poorly on him? I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to. This is where this is me. Sometimes people don't understand about podcasting is that sometimes you have to have different opinions. Yeah, fodder. To make it work. Does it reflect poorly on him at all? that he brought in Zach Calzada, and I think he was the guy that brought in Robbie Ashford, and he may have brought in A.J. Finley. I can't remember who. T.J. Finley. T.J. Finley. A.J. plays for Ole Miss. Yes. Does it reflect poorly on him that those are the guys you brought in and none of them can handle this? See, where I'm at is I don't think it has anything to do with the players. I think this is a – you saw them get rid of Allen, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. This is the guy that's the head coach not wanting to play by the same rules that the people who are spending the money wants them to play by. And you're 15 games into a stretch. After one season, you attempted a coup. It did not work. Yeah. And it's ter- you basically handicapped the guy. Cause but it was the second coup, and this is what has to be, not to interrupt you, Tyler, yeah, no, this good. is what's important to note for people who don't keep up with it. The first coup was half successful. They wanted to get rid of Malzahn, and they did. Yep. But they wanted to hire Kevin Steele to replace him. That's who the boosters wanted, your friend Kevin Steele. Yep. 
And instead, Alan Green stepped in and said, no, no, nope, not doing it this way. It's not the way we're going to do it with me. I'm going to hire the coach. I'm the AD. And then I don't know whether Brian Harson was his first choice, his 10th choice, or somewhere in between. Right. I don't know. But he hired Brian Harson. He hired a coach from Boise State who had really never been in the Southeast. He coached a year at Arkansas State. He'd really never been down here. He didn't do things the way that Auburn would like to do things. Correct. And Harson, and I mean this is a compliment to a degree, is a principled guy who said this is the way I'm going to do it. Yeah, I respect it too. But as soon as he didn't win that way, right? Right. They said, hey, didn't, didn't work. Do it our way. He said, nope. And they said, then we're going to run your ass. And then they didn't. They wanted to fire him last year. They did all the stuff with the girl and all that stuff. They tried to ruin him. They hung him out. And the moment that you hang the guy out, right, it's over. It's been over for a long time. That's the truth here. And so my question with Auburn really is not what happens with Harson because to me that's a fate accompli. It is, it is done. It's just a matter of time. My question is once you do it, what next? Because you just guys, you, you, you're, you're setting yourself up to just keep repeating. And they, they don't have an AD in place right now. They've got interim number two as the AD, I think, if I've if followed Jay's yeah, writing. someone there. So you've got your second interim. <clears throat> I've heard some names about people that they're talking to about being the AD, but I don't know what the timing on that is. I would, I would hope, for their sake, that you're getting an AD in place before you make a, a permanent head football coach hire because otherwise you're setting the stage just to do this again where the new AD can come in and go, well, it wasn't my guy, and he's losing. Yeah, that's that's the biggest bigger problem for me is you're 15 games into a guy's tenure. Before And let's go back in history. I mean, Grind's on here. Let's go back in history. How many years in a row did they try to run off Gus Malzahn? I mean, it was every freaking year, man. Several. And so, and we'll talk about it later. We might as well talk about it now. But whatever year that was that uh, I know this for a 100% fact. Okay? So, breaking freaking news. I knew it from both sides. That when LSU played Auburn, this is whatever, five years ago, four years ago, whenever it was. Les Miles, Gus Malzahn. The Les Malzahn. Whoever lost that game was getting fired on Monday. Yeah. LSU wins the game. And then they review it, and there was the clock hit triple zero. On the last play of the game, I don't know if you remember that, they score. But they review it and realize the clock hit triple zero before the play. So they killed it. The game's over with. Yeah, I remember. They review the play. There was no time on the clock. Gus Malzahn wins. Saved by a split second. All right, what happens? Well, Ed Orgeron's now, and this is why you got to be careful about doing stuff like that. Right. All right, Ed Orgeron takes over as the interim coach. Well, he goes on and wins. Well, guess what? They have to hire him, right? Gus Malzahn, that you were going to fire, Mm -hmm. just so everybody knows. You were firing him on that Monday. I know that for a 100% fact. I believe you. I can't describe to you how 100% that is. I believe you. He goes to the Sugar Bowl that year. You were going to fire the guy that took your team to the Sugar Bowl, but you were wanting to three games in the season or whatever. We've become too emotional. The fandom has gotten too fanatical. It's you're two and one. 
And don't get me wrong, I got I saw what the same thing, you know, you say you see with your eyes. I see the same thing. It's two and one. But when you what you do is if you're wanting to make a change, you have nothing to gain by getting rid of the guy right now. We saw how much that helped Nebraska on Saturday. Agreed. You're not you're not doing anything but hurting yourself. Right. And you're not gonna make your season any better. Okay, that's one. You're not gonna hire a coach with five games left to go in the season. No, you just unless gonna, he's a non unless he's out of work. You're gonna promote somebody that's on the staff already. Yeah. So the guy that's you're not fixing the problem by mm-hmm. doing it right now. You're doing nothing but hurting yourself. Because if you fire a guy fifteen games into his tenure, that shrinks your candidate pool. Because the guys that you're going to want to go after, that you really want to go get, that Auburn thinks they can go get, mm-hmm. have good gigs. Yeah. They're not coming. Newsflash. I don't think so either. I just spit all over the table. They're not coming. Newsflash. I don't finish, let him finish the year, and if you want to make a change, make a change. But don't – and pay the guy his money. Don't try to freaking create some scandal that didn't happen. And look, if you, let's say you're hiring Hugh Freeze. There's no incentive to fire, the, to fire Harson now if you're going to hire Hugh in December. Finish the season and then hire Hugh. Like people probably on here thinks that thinks that's a joke. He will be he'll be on the short list. Well, yeah, because look, did you just watch their game the other night. By the way, I did not. He went for two to win the game against Wake. Almost got it. He tried the old. I forgot what we called that. I think we called that circus. He he tried the old reverse flip to the. We were one of the first people that did it, and now everybody runs it. Flip reverse. Uh, try to throw the quarterback in the flat. Oh, go for two. Everybody runs it now. It took one play, but lost a wake by one. Oh wow! I did not know that. The new quarterback that he's got that kid kid's pretty, pretty damn good. <laughs> Look, he's a very good offensive coach. Yeah, he, he he's he's a really he's a good program. Builder. He can recruit. He can recruit. He's a good program builder. Um, but I'm not ready to run. I, I just as an Auburn person though, Neil. I mean, look, and we can call it one too. Is I. I just – and I'm just going to say this for everybody. It just makes no damn sense to me that we continue to go the same damn path every single week. Well, guess what? If he wins this week, it's not, it's never going to be over. Okay, if he goes to Georgia and gets blown out, they're going – you know, the heat's on now, like you just said. It's, it's almost yeah. inevitable. Like, you can't – what's good enough? I don't know. You tell me. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's – I'm just – I'm so frustrated with the whole situation that – I don't know. I don't know what's good enough. I mean, well, here's their schedule the rest of the way. Ryan Marshall said Philly special, and that may be the actual name of that play, by the way. Because it was the play the Eagles ran in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, but I'm saying that may be what we call it. I can't remember. So they go – they got Missouri at home. They get LSU at home October 1st. I'll be there, by the way. Oh, that's right. You're going to that game. Yeah. Uh, they go to Georgia October the 8th. They go to Ole Miss October the 15th. They get a weekend off. They'll need it after that. That's a stretch. They get Arkansas at home, then at Mississippi State, uh, Texas A&M at home. And for some reason, I can't get the rest of it. I'm sh- and obviously, Alabama's left on the schedule. I think there's somebody in then Alabama. See, I mean, for, for me, and again, this is for me, and Auburn fans are, look, Auburn fans have always been like this. I mean, this is nothing new. Yeah. Um. There's some couple fan bases in the world, and Auburn's definitely part of them. Um, and I'm guilty as charged. But in my opinion, if the guy goes seven and five, this is the he deserves another shot. I've wow. said that from really? the jump. Okay, I do. 
because you've handicapped him. This is yeah. what I wish the fans knew. Is once you tried that coup. Oh, they get Western Kentucky before Alabama. Not a slam dunk. No. They 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 took Indiana in the overtime this week. Really, uh Tom and them had to they had to drive to end the game. That was a worrisome. Uh but they, they won in overtime. They were down eight, scored at the end. Um but you go people don't which I do because they're clients of mine, I understand what they were left with. I know you do. I'm just telling you, he's not surviving seven and five. Whether he should or shouldn't. No, I agree. I'm yeah. with you. I understand what you're saying because I know that's what I was talking about. I understand right. the fa- I get it. Right. But the fans also need to be realistic and understand what he was left with when he got there too. So um, it wasn't snow clouds, bunny rabbits, and My Little Ponies. He didn't walk into a great situation. Uh, P.S. There, there's a there's a reason. Snow clouds, bunny rabbits, bunny rabbits, and My Little Ponies. My Little Ponies. Okay. Um, you know, snow clouds are pretty. Yeah. You know, you look up and you see the snow clouds, and you're like, it's gonna snow. It's gonna grind. Be, it was pretty. Nice. The quarterback room was pretty bad when I was there. At the end, we had Gabe Gross and Ben Lear. But Grind makes the point that I'm kind of making a little bit. Here's the thing that counts against him. His quarterback room is his room. He brought them all in. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And that 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 looks – here's the problem with the Auburn job today, okay, is that you're sandwiched between the two best programs in the country. <laughs> right damn in the middle of them. And, 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 and those are your rivals. And you play them every year. And I covered Auburn for years. I know what I'm talking about when I say this. Those are the two games that their fans care the most about. And their fans care about all the games. But when you're sandwiched between Georgia and Alabama at this moment in time, when those are undisputably, without a question, the two best programs in the country, not teams, programs when you're sandwiched between those two programs in a league that's about to add texas and oklahoma in a league where suddenly you look around and everybody else is kind of getting better and you're not tennessee's on the rise uh, Ole Miss is on the rise. Arkansas is on the rise lsu with brian kelly that they're, they're it's it's they're going yeah, we'll to get to them in a second. i'm just telling you and so you look at it and you go, what are we doing? Here's my thing if I'm Auburn, and this is the soul searching. Someone in the room, and here's the problem, is that nobody gets in that damn room because it's, 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 it's a handful of boosters. But someone in the room needs to go, hey, look, we we got to pull our head out of the clouds and, or out of somewhere else and figure out exactly who we are. What are we doing? Because this next one, this next one, if you're going to do a next one, you got to get it right. Because whoever comes in has a rebuild to do in a place that's in a, in a in an not an environment in a league where it's just hard. Like Shane Beamer, Shane Beamer got asked yesterday, uh, Saturday, you know, are you, are, you, are you worried that some guys are quitting or whatever in the locker room? And he's like, "What, guys? We just played two good teams. Yeah. The truth is, played a good team in Arkansas and played a great team in the Georgia." Best. And Sam Pittman's in year three. Kirby's in year, I don't know. Six, I think. Five or six. Rolling. Yep. Shane's in year two. It takes a minute. It, Josh Heupel took a minute. Lane Kiffin didn't take long, but he's in year three now. He's established. This is, this is hard. Here's the thing where I get concerned and grind. You can hate on this all you want to, or Auburn fans in here can hate on this all you want to. If you keep hitting the reset button, 15 games, not good. 
that's not good. Right. Well, Keith, you're going to wake up and you're going to be Nebraska. Well, that, there's no question about that. That's why. I'm that's telling, where I. That's where my concern is. That's my thing. Is I. Th- this is a critical moment for them. It's. It's. You better go get somebody who knows how to run a program, and then you're going to have to give him time. And here's the part that I'm not convinced they can do. They. Yeah, you got to get out of his way. Yes. You got to get out of his way. And and again, I don't care if you agree with it or you disagree with it or whatever the point is. If you hire a guy to do his job. Let him do the job you hired him for. Yeah. And from the second he took that job, he has not been allowed to do his job. Well, because he won't do it the way they want him to do it. Correct. But he hasn't so been allowed to do the, it the way he they. So that's their thing. I mean, it's one of the reasons I think Hugh makes a ton of sense there. Honestly, now Hugh's problem is that that there's going to be a lot of criticism there because there just is. It's a scrutiny job, and. Everything you do is scrutinized, and I don't know that Hugh can get off Twitter. Yeah, I, I'm. With, I mean, I get. I get that point. Look, Hugh's going. Hugh's going to be on a short list. Hugh can recruit. You know, I don't know, man. I just. Who else is on that list? Because there's a list. Let's be real. I mean, this is that Harson's not surviving this. If he does, well, that's the thing. It, I don't know if there's going to be a long list. I know there's a wish list. But you can wish in one hand and you can shit in the other one Why not and see just which go, one fills up faster. Hey, they were going to hire Kevin Steele. Could they go hire Kevin Steele now? Or is that ship sailed? No, I mean, he would do it, sure. But, like, and I'm and look, I love Kevin. I think he's a great ball coach. But are they going – is that – that's just going to inflame the fan base even more. John Talty wrote about Lane Kiffin. Not a chance in hell. I don't even know why we're having a conversation about it. How much is Lane getting paid here? Seven and a half. How much is Auburn going to pay? I don't know. Because now they're going to be paying two head coaches. And Ole Miss can pay more. I, look. Like, people don't understand. There's more to this than – now, let me ask you a question. Okay. Will Hugh take the job for five? At Auburn? Yes. Yes. Would he take it for four? Mm, let me think about it. Yes. Would he take it for three? Yes. Would he take it for two? Yes. He'd take that job. I don't think money's an issue with him. Okay. Now he's got Jimmy Sexton, so he'll yeah, be fine. So, yeah, he's but, not, they're not going to do that. But, but yeah, but Hugh's not going to make Auburn break the bank. No, correct. And like, dude, like, and I, I look. I think that as far as Lane leaving, yeah, that ain't that. That's not one I would be. Now, two years ago, okay, we're having a conversation. Totally different. But. Why? That's why I had no problem with what Talty wrote. I've had some people push back against him. Like, hey, hey, every word that that John wrote, and John and I are not friends. I mean, we don't we don't hate each other or anything. Yeah. I, I don't know him. Um, I, I, every word he wrote was right. Well, I think now if I was an Ole Miss fan, if I was concerned about Lane leaving, it's not even an NCAA job. It's NFL. NFL. That's where I would be concerned. Maybe uh, the I only can see U, UCLA. Yeah, the only college job that I think is going to could, well, hell, poten- he's could potentially come open, and I don't at this point. I don't think it will. Is UCLA and that because there's California and his, you know, his families out there and all that stuff. I mean, I could I could see that. The problem with UCLA right now is that they they have so many financial issues that they have to get resolved. That and then if you you take the UCLA job, you only take it whether you're Lane Kiffin or anybody else. The only way you take the UCLA job is if you absolutely know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you are going to be as invested as USC is. Otherwise, you don't do it because the yeah. league's you're, you're jumping I into the Big Ten. I don't see 
like again, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, look, it's to me right now. I mean, I could be dead. I mean, unless Nick Saban retires at the end of the year, and they make a push for him, or and Kirby's not going anywhere right now. So, I don't. I agree. I, I mean, think you're making seven. What's he making? Seven and a half. Seven, seven and a half. Dude, and look, if he if he goes nine, I could coach here forever. If he wins nine or ten, they'll jump him to nine or ten. They're Dude, going. They're going to pay him. Yeah, it's not going to be about money. It's that. I'm with you. I think there are a handful of jobs that if they came open and he, he got offered, you take. Like, does Lane Kiffin leave for Alabama? Of course he does. So does everybody else. And you know how this place is. It's if There's going to be – he's look, and I'll say this, and, I, and this is probably the best saying I have for coaches, and I wish fans would understand this. Coaches rent whistles. Okay, you're just renting the whistle. Sure. It's, there is going to come a day where Lane Kiffin is no longer coaching at Ole Miss. It's going to happen. Of course. So you're just renting the whistle. And whenever that day comes and he decides to go to the NFL, hell, if he decides to take the Auburn job, it doesn't matter. You say thank you and you move along. Yeah. And and you don't hold it against guys and things like that. But I think for me, if I was an Ole Miss fan, my concern would be more about the NFL mm-hmm. than it would be the NCAA. I agree completely. I mean, I could be dead wrong. And here's the thing: but about, that would it would shock me. And here's the he thing about the NFL right. is that there's a lot of NFL jobs that don't pay what he's making today. And I don't know that it's all about money, but it just depends on the owner. Yeah, it just depends. Yeah, but I agree with you. Um, In fact, of all the rumors that I heard last year, the one that I thought had the most validity was an NFL rumor. Yes, I agree. Um, but here's the thing: I want to say something that where Auburn's. You have to understand about this candidate pool. You're going to have people throwing out these names and things like that. All right, they they just paid. I mean, what was Gus Malzahn's buyout? Wasn't it like fourteen or something crazy? That sounds right. Okay, Let's what just, do you think Harson's buyout's going to be? Something similar, I'm guessing. So in a year and a half, you're going to spend thirty million dollars basically for well, people but, not to coach. Well, as you know, you have to f- finish paying the staffs and all of those things. Those are contracts. You have to and honor look, that. And mm-hmm. so, just so people know, when you fire a coach. That money is real money. It's not like, okay, here's you have to take that physical money and you have to put it basically into a uh, escrow. Escrow. Okay, so you actually physically have to have the money to put over there. You can't just go fire him, let's hope he gets another job. No, you, that money has to physically be put in escrow. So you're going to pay $30 million for people not to coach? It's a lot. All right. So now what's our pool going to be? What's our – that we're going to be able to pay another coach? Mm-hmm. And guess what happens if he doesn't do what they want to do? Well, they'll want to fire him. It, that's when does I'm the say, cycle that, stop? That's why I'm saying you, you're going to have to go find the cultural guy that fits your culture. And Auburn's culture right now is that boosters want access. They want to be coddled. The big ones. Yeah. It's another reason Lane's a terrible fit for that job. I mean, just awful. Zero chance. But you got to find somebody who'll do that for you. I mean, frankly, the more I talk about it, the more I go. Oh, Grind said, Grind said $30 million on Gus, 16 a day, he was fired. Get you some of that. Whew. Man, I'd love to get that deal. And you know what he got out of it? He gets to coach my boys, JRP, and go to Disney World every other day. But the more I think about it, the more Hugh makes a ton of sense. He makes a ton of sense. I mean, really, I don't think he'll get it. I don't think that's who they'll go to, but he makes a lot of sense. If Harson gets fired, I would damn near be shocked if Hugh Freeze wasn't the next head coach at Auburn. Oh, he makes a ton of sense. I would just – He would coddle the boosters. He would do all the PR stuff. Uh, he would recruit because now the way that they would like to recruit is perfectly legal. He probably would get people motivated with NIL. Hugh's a very good coach. <laughs> Grind said, how's Auburn not a good job? You get $30 million for failing. 
I mean, but did he really though? I mean, he takes you to. I mean, he he did. He had. <laughs> you were trying to fire him. He took you to a Sugar Bowl. I mean, and, he had one bad year. And Auburn doesn't care about what happens at Liberty this season. No, but he's winning. I mean, shit. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, he he almost he came he came within about two yards of beating a top twenty team Saturday. He's gonna win. Look, the guy wins, man. You can call it one or two. He had what? He had one bad year here at the end. Was it just one? Because didn't he go to the Sugar Bowl? And yeah. then have the bad year, he and had he got the, fired after that? He had the bad year. Not and, counting the other stuff. And but. frankly, he sort of benefited. He was going to have a really bad year the year that Matt was the interim. That was Matt did a terrific job to get that team to 6-6 six and six or whatever. Yeah. I don't think – I don't think that – I think by, I think Hugh had lost the roster, and I think that season was going to fall apart on him. In many ways, assuming that he lands – let's say he lands the Auburn job, he kind of gets bailed out, even though he lost $17 million because he didn't get a buyout at Ole Miss. They fired him with cause. He kind of gets bailed out a little bit because he doesn't have that hanging on him. Yeah, Connor says if Hugh ends up at Auburn, then Saban might get a tad salty. No, Nick nah. actually likes Hugh. Nah. They get along. People don't believe me when I tell them this. During the Ole Miss NCAA investigation, they kept going to Alabama trying to get players to talk, and those players did not talk. Nick Saban was not part of it. That's not who he is. That's not what he does. Nobody believes that, and I'm just telling you, telling you flat out. They may or may not try to get a coach to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Saban was not allowing that in his building. That's not where he goes. That's not how he operates. You can think what you want to think. It's just not true. I don't know if I can say this or not. You want to, so I go do. ahead. I you feel though. so much better after you say I know, it. But I can't. I don't think I can. Um, Nick Saban is a friend of Ole Miss football. Can I say that? Sure. Okay. So for everybody that gets pissed at Nick as an Ole Miss fan, you better say thank you. I know what you mean. Can I, I can say that, right? Yeah. That's maybe a little stronger than I would have put it, but yeah. If Nick Saban wanted to bury Ole Miss football, he could have buried he, Ole Miss football. He could have. There was a couple of things that were done that he could have at that time. Yeah. And so every time you decide to get salty, you go, you know what? He's not such a bad well, guy. Well, he's always been <laughs> he's always been smart enough to know that everybody's got skeletons, and if people start digging, you never know what they'll hit. Those in glass houses do not throw stones, sir. He's always known that. So credit to him for that. But look, I mean, Hugh Freeze is the reason that, that – Nick Saban went and hired Lane Kiffin. Yeah. That offense gave them fits. And so he said, what is it that they're doing? Let's figure it out. Because it was completely antithetical to what he did, as a, what he believed in as a football coach. But he looked at it because Ole Miss beat him twice and damn near beat him three times. But after that second one, he goes, hey, we, we, we got to do something about this. Yeah, and so whole, he addressed it, and and Lane Kiffin was a big part of that. There was a big transition um, that year. Um, <laughs> look at my boy, Mark Franklin. You're not as far <laughs> off as you think you are, Mark Franklin. Um, so um, I'm scared to know how you know that. Um, People know. I knew. I knew who you were talking about. Yeah. So at the at the end of the day, whenever when Hugh came to um, Ole Miss, and you had uh, Golly, my brain – I got brain fog today. Um, 
guy goes to Texas A&M. Um, you try prescription support from SolutionsRx.com. <laughs> there you go. Um, a guy at A&M. The, Jimbo? No, before Jimbo. Kevin Sumlin. Kevin Sumlin. He goes to – you had all these people from what they call uh, the one-back cl- you know, one family and all that stuff mm-hmm. was spread, and Gus goes to Auburn, da-da-da-da. And so the year before I went to Alabama – Alabama was in like 73% what they call base personnel. And the next year, in one year, went from 73% base personnel on defense and snaps, you know, to 80-something percent nickel or sub. So it changed the whole – that whole wave in one year changed. Basically, football was changed in the SEC in one year. So. All right, last thing. Let's look. Quick quick look ahead because we'll get back on Thursday with picks that are important for your boy here because I I don't need to lose more ground. Some interesting games. We got Clemson minus 7 at Wake Forest. We got the job security game that we just talked about Missouri. Both ways on that one now. Yeah, Missouri plus 7. I know you think that Drinkwitz could have some issues. Over under on that is 52. We've got Florida. That's where I'm leaning just so everybody knows. I'm probably I'm looking at the under of 52. Florida is at Tennessee. The Gators getting ten and a half. Dude, I'm just going to ahead and tell you. I'm just going to let this line go up. I'm just going to take the Gators and the points. Shoot, man. I'm thinking about taking Tennessee and laying. I think it's a – I know. That's why I'm going to take it. Notre Dame is at North Carolina. The uh, Tar Heels giving a point to I'm the all Irish. That. I'm on that one. I'm going to be on that game. I tell you, here's a, this is a good game. It's a sneaky good game. Oregon minus five and a half at Washington State. Watch out, Ducks fans. Washington State's a little salty. Watch out, Duck fans. Uh, we've got the game at Jerry World between Arkansas and Texas A&M. Where right? are you at right there? I'm leaning towards. Sorry, act like nobody's listening. It's me and you talking. I'm leaning towards laying the two and a half. Here's why. But here's the thing. It's the interesting part about this game. I don't think the game this year is going to be a hell of a lot different than the game last year. The, di- the, the question is. A&M's got the defense to slow down Arkansas, to stop Arkansas. The, they did it last year. The difference was Arkansas hit some big, big plays. plays. Now, A&M doesn't have the offense, in my opinion, to really take advantage of Arkansas's weakness. And people do this Missouri State thing. I've already heard it. Boy, two things. Two things. You, you'll, you will agree with everything okay. I'm about to say. People do this. Boy, Missouri State scared them. They did. Two things. Arkansas was flat. Coming off of two emotional games, in front of two games, you can't trick kids. Trick kids go FCS. We're going to kill them. You saw what happened. They needed it, though. Yeah. But the second thing is, Bobby Petrino's a hell of a football coach. Oh, he's one of the best schematic guys in the world. And they called a brilliant game. Yeah. Quarterback's pretty good. They're like a number three ranked FCS team, is that right? Yeah, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, Arkansas, you can't you can't can't play with that kind of fire. But it was predictable. In fact, if you read Neil's picks, I predicted it. I, I damn near nailed the score. Did you really? I did. I said, hey, this is going to be a lot closer. They're going to be flat. Petrino's going to be sky high. You don't think Petrino's spent a little time on this game plan, do you? <laughs> Probably about three years worth. I mean, at least three months. They had a good plan, executed it. The end of the day, Arkansas won. The question is, I don't know that A and M can take advantage of Arkansas's weakness, which is their secondary's not very good. I didn't see anything from Max Johnson that made me go, "Oh yeah, boy, they're going to light them up." That's not who they are. Their their A chain is very very good. They have a standard offensive front. Their receivers are okay. Their quarterback play is blah. 
frankly. A-Chain's a stud. It, what did you think about the quarterback play Saturday night? It was fine. It wasn't great. I, I mean – I saw some positives, though. There were. I mean, he did some things, but, but – He was stepping up in the pocket and giving the route. Like, I think it's going to be a better fit. I agree. He was stepping up the pocket. He was taking shots. It's still a Jimbo offense. I know, but he took – he probably had five completions that were not completions a week ago. Well, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, it – yeah, no. Look, it's going to help it, them be better. Not saying there's some kind of offensive juggernaut. It's going to help them be a little more balanced. A little more balanced, a little bit better to go on going towards the future. And then the question is, can they take away the big play from Arkansas? And Arkansas has a bunch of dudes who can make big plays, as you see. I mean, that's what they do. Look at them on film. They hit eighty yards plays a couple times a week. I mean, they do those kind of things. So I think the line's about right. It's a hell of a game. Yeah, I'm. I'm go ahead and tell you, I'm taking a And M minus two and a half on that one. I'm I'm ninety percent sure that I am as well. Um, Iowa giving seven and a half. At <laughs> I Rutgers. had to put this on there. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I'm betting this game. I don't know whether I'm taking the over the under at thirty five and a half. I don't know if I'm taking Rutgers plus seven and a half, or I don't know if I'm taking Rutgers money line. This will be one of my picks on Thursday. This might be two of my picks. I'll I may pick that. all three of them. Uh, USC is another interesting game. USC giving six and a half at Oregon State. It's where Corvallis, where dreams go to die. Uh, Texas giving five and a half at Texas Tech. Texas Tech Sneaky always good. plays the Longhorns. Sneaky good. Yeah, and they always get up for this game. Utah minus 15 at Arizona State. I, All right, hang I, on. I kind of like this one. All right, I wrote this down here for one one reason only. I would go in and go ahead and take – I'm taking it like I may bet it today. I'm taking Utah minus 15 and a half. Dude, they, Herm Edwards got fired. He was the last piece of glue holding that thing together. Yep. I mean, you're going through an NCAA investigation. Your head coach just got fired. They just lost to an FCS team. And you got Utah coming here who's trying to make a point and score points. Oh, I love Utah here. That's I what mean, I'm saying. I, I mean, I, I, think, I don't see them rallying around whoever the next interim is going to be. I think this will be one of my picks. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over that one. Um, and then quickly before we end, Monday night football tonight, we got two games. Oh, yeah, we do. Tennessee is uh, at Buffalo. The Titans getting 10 points. All right. I have already bought, I've already bet this one. Which way'd you go? Because uh, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm flipping a coin here, but I actually bought a half a point and I'm taking Tennessee plus 10 and a half oh, at Buffalo. Okay. I mean, dude, it's the freaking NFL. Come on, Tennessee. Keep it within 10. I was listening to a, uh, one of those big pregame shows on ESPN yesterday as I was driving and, one of the analysts said Minnesota at Philadelphia tonight, by the way, Philly uh, getting they're two. No, they're, I wrote typed that wrong. They're minus two and a half. Philly's minus two and a half. Here's what the hot take was. He said that might be a preview of the NFC Championship game. I would say it's a half hot take. Yeah. Dude, Philly's good, man. Like they look, they basically controlled that game against Detroit last week. And with A.J. Brown there. I want to watch Minnesota tonight, though, because Minnesota's yeah. offense last week really incorporated Justin Jefferson to a point where he looked like one of the best two or three wide receivers in the league. And I want to see, can you re- replicate that at Philly? I'm going, I already bet this one as well. I took Philly minus two and a half. Those are your Monday night bonus uh, bets. Okay. I don't, grind. I don't hate the over either. But, look, Jalen Hurts and uh, A.J. Brown are already, like, friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jalen used to come over to Oxford when yeah, all AJ time. was here. AJ Brown's the best fantasy player every week because he's going to get fed. Uh, and oh, by the way, you got the former Heisman Trophy winner on the other side, Devontae Smith. They they got you know Godair at tight end. You got Jalen Hurts. Dude, I think they're a dynamite on offense. I think their defense is probably underrated. I think Philly. 
name me a better name me a better right now. If you had to, if you who's who would better you t- team in the NFC? Yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, you'd have to entertain the thought of Tampa the way that they've looked early. Um. I mean, you always got to throw Tampa because, but who? You got the New York Football Giants with David Jones. Two and O, baby. Uh, no, in all seriousness, um, you'd have to talk about Green Bay because it's Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not ready to discount the Rams just yet, even though they don't look the part right now. Yeah, but I'm not in on the Vikings yet, man. I, I, I'm, oh, I didn't say I was either, I, but I want to watch them because they looked really good in week one against Green Bay, and I want to see what that looks like on the road. Yeah, I just – He's not, a brilliant coach. But Kirk Cousins, man, I can't get on that train just yet. All right. Uh, again, our thanks to Rain. You rolling empty over there too? I'm I'm out. <laughs> And I tell you what, what's interesting is it's three thirty-eight. I felt like we just started. I'm, well, I'm in like hour twenty of the fast, and this is kind of buzzing around, and I'm like, "Whoa, you feel it? Get your mind. You haven't eaten in twenty hours. I've not eaten since seven p.m. last night, dude. That's it not works. That's what I do. That's not right, man. It, it is. It's good. That's not possible. I'm getting to one eighty-five. I'm going to do it. What are you going to do when you get to one eighty-five? You're just going to say f it and start eating or eating pizza or what uh, are we doing? No, I just have to figure out how to how to maintain at one eighty-five. I have to I have to have I have to think it. Well, here's what I'm legitimately worried about with you on this mm-hmm. is that you're going like okay, I'm going to reward myself that I've made it to one eighty-five. No, but I'm not going to reward myself with food. Okay, alcohol. No, I'll probably buy myself something. No joke. Like, okay, but when you start trying to re you know re put food in your system, yeah. you're going to gain weight back. That's absolutely not true. I've talked about this with my doctor. It's not true. Your doctor is full of shit. You do not. It does not impact your metabolism. What's this thing got to do with metabolism? And plus, if you drink this, I mean, when you start putting sugar, when you start putting sugar, then you don't. And carbs put, then you don't. In, then you don't put sugar. You just eat. You eat healthy, which is kind of what I do. You don't eat a bunch of sugar. It's, it's one of the things. One of the things about fasting is it's not really about fasting. It's about you're focused on your caloric intake, and if you reduce your calories, I no, nobody you, cares but right now. Yeah, nobody cares. But if you put if you put a couple pounds on, I don't want you going all crazy on me and going like, I'm going 72 hours without eating today. I make no promises. Okay. <laughs> all right. We'll, uh, we'll stop there again. Thanks to our uh, friends at rain rain, uh, total body fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at rain body fuel to learn more. For uh, Tyler Siski, I'm Neil McCready. We'll be back with you guys on Thursday. Thanks to everybody for being in the stream. We really appreciate you. And uh, we'll be back on Thursday with uh, Make It Rain Thursday. Make it rain. And God only knows what else uh, what else will be on that show. So until then, take it easy. make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer mail checks invoices documents and everything you need to keep your business running get rates up to 89 percent off usps and ups and with the mobile app you can take care of mailing on the go make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com sign up at stamps.com with code program for a special offer that's stamps.com code program